0: All right, time to talk all the big market news. We've got uh, Melcio, who is a portfolio manager at Musonich and company as well as James Wong, the CEO of Cathasia Securities joining us on this Tuesday morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning all right.. Uh, morning. James, I want to start off with you, Uh, you know, we've had uh, information coming in about uh, market actions that have been put in place uh, for the mainland Chinese markets, Uh, not entirely unexpected, but do you think they do enough to stem the route that we've seen in uh, the Chinese indices?
1: Yeah, the route is uh, comparable to the uh, the meltdown in the first two trading days of 2016, and uh, it was pretty bad yesterday. Mm-hmm. About a thousand share, a thousand stocks were down, and uh, we've seen. Uh, the shadows of the uh, Rescue plunge team uh, working everywhere on the market for the Shanghai shares and for the Shenzhen shares. They were buying single-name insurer stocks. They were buying uh, stock ETFs. They were buying stock futures. And uh, I think a few of the stock, future, uh, stock ETFs, index ETFs, including the Shanghai, uh, three, uh, Shanghai 50, Shenzhen Shanghai 300, actually had a, a single-day trading volume that was uh, the highest in history. But then we've already seen what that could do to the market. It basically drains liquidity out of these small and mid-cap stocks, and there there were basically no liquidity among those small to mid-cap stocks, and they were the the basically trading were concentrated on. Uh, stock index constituents and uh, the large caps and uh, some of the SOEs. Uh, I, back in two weeks ago when I th- saw the uh, the uh, uh, rescue plan uh, that was a uh, 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 story out of Bloomberg about the two trillion yuan rescue plan that was going to use utilize uh, the offshore accounts of SOEs uh, and uh, it's going to be buying A-shares through Stock Connect. I, I thought that was a good idea and I and uh then the yeah, p b o c announced a surprise that rate cut uh, a, a triple triple r cut and I thought that was a synchronized effort uh, that we have not seen for a while but then i think uh, uh I, I think the, the thing is the A-shares still having a, about a valuation in terms of PE twice, uh, more than twice as high as the Hansen index. And uh, I think the, the sentiment is not a thing that could turn around that easily. Uh, what we saw yesterday in A-shares were uh, basically the uh, results of large redemptions on a share funds and investors have to sell and funds have to sell. And uh, the the only thing that I think uh, the uh, Chinese government can do is to keep pumping liquidity into the hands of rescue plunge team to prevent this from going any further.
0: Right. Um, I mean, yesterday was when uh, the triple the liquidity from the triple R cut is also going to supposed to start flowing in. And Mel, uh, these monetary measures, uh, you know, are they enough to address? the problems that we're seeing in the Chinese equity markets, which is arising because of the fundamental factors.
2: Well, they're all starting to add up now mm. quite significantly. You have, uh, you know, this, these PSL loans, which uh, keep to be, keep through every month. So they keep adding to that stock um, and special loans. The issue is, I think there's, um, there's a problem with the transmission mechanism. So it's not really having an impact. And, uh, you know, loans are going into the system, but when you look at where they're being used, it's uh, not the case that corporates are really demanding lots of loans um, and households are paying down their household debt. So you're not really getting the desired effect from all this increase in lending. It looks nice. It's a nice mm. nice big figures, um, Easy to implement. It's the same toolbox they've, they've been using for many years now. But I think we're at the stage now where, some new innovative ideas, um, tools need to be uh, implemented to really get essentially what, what is missing, which is confidence on the system and um, and and to get things moving.
0: Right, and we're seeing that extended uh, in a way to Hong Kong and the Hong Kong markets as well. I want to talk a bit about uh, data that we saw coming out of Hong Kong, the PMI numbers really, the headline Figures have been in the contraction territory. Uh, Hong Kong's private sector firms also saw fewer newer orders coming in from abroad as well as mainland China. So supply side pressures seem to be building up in the city as well. Mel.
2: Yeah, um, I think when you know the, the China economy reopened and the end of the zero COVID strategy happened. People's expectations were that Hong Kong would be a prime beneficiary mm-hmm. from, from borders reopening and, and uh, mainland visitors would come back to Hong Kong. And I think what we've seen is um, the situation has, has changed very much from, from pre-COVID, where there is now significant competition mainland um, to, to Hong Kong's core offering um, in terms of uh, you have various duty-free travel zones that, that compete with the luxury high-end retail that is in Hong Kong. So, so we haven't seen that recovery come back. You've got, um, uh, I guess, the the perceived closeness of, of Hong Kong to China leading to multinational corporates looking to diversify the operations. So you're seeing office vacancies increase and housing situation is still – very, very um, out of reach for, for most people in uh, in Hong Kong. So um, the situation there doesn't look like it's, it's improving. And, you know, when I look at the indicators for, for the various uh, um, real estate markets, it, it doesn't look like it's going to bottom out for at least another, you know, 18 months at least. So, so that's not a, you know, a fundamentally improving story that that you
0: can get you can get excited about yeah it, it is definitely worrying and uh, James uh, you know like we like Mel also pointed out you've got property rates that are that you know that we're at that are right now at uh, levels last seen in 2017 the interest rate environment's rather elevated job certainty and that economic security uh, is also you know rather shaky and it doesn't bode well for either first-time homeowners or those who are You know, looking at real estate as an investment play as well, the confidence level is extremely shaky. And uh, what we've seen go down with Evergrande and how that could play out in the property markets for mainland China, adding to just compounding pressures for the real estate sector, both in Hong Kong and the mainland.
1: Yeah, the dim sum debt is probably going to be a story of the past, uh, given what Evergrande has given its uh, creditors about, what, 10 cents or 7 cents on a dollar. So that's not a good news for any uh, creditors or any uh, uh, Chinese uh, real estate developers uh, trying to issue debts overseas. So it's uh, it's pretty sad story. We were thinking about maybe some of its uh, uh, its creditors could reach an, an agreement with Evergrande to have at least some kind of le- some level of uh, restructuring re- reconstruction of their of their debts but it turns out i think uh, neither were really happy with what Evergrande was uh, brought to the table uh, so I, I think, uh, real estate back in, uh, 2000, early 2000, uh, 2023, I was thinking the, uh, the, the big guys in the Chinese real estate developers will not, uh, just go out of business. And, uh, Evergrande has already had problems back then. I didn't think that uh, Evergrande could make it, but others, uh, like uh, country garden, I think they are still in the same kind of, uh, situation that Evergrande is, was in back then. And, uh, uh, but even though uh, their their offshore debts or their uh, U.S. USD denominated debts were uh, very low priced and high yield, and I I still think there were there will be uh, some kind of help or bailout uh, from the Chinese government if that if they uh, go in uh, into a a. Uh, Bankruptcy uh, uh, bankruptcy protection uh, suits, and uh, th- I think that's also why the Hansa Index is trading at such a low valuation. Uh, the historical low for the Hansa Index is about uh, seven times uh, for one year for a PE, and we were pretty close about uh, about two weeks ago. We were, we are a little higher than seven uh, right now, but uh, the uh, uh, consens- consensus consensus annual growth uh, rate for EPS, for the uh, uh, aggregate EPS growth for the Hansa index is now 8%. So even though uh, I know a lot of people think that Hong Kong market is probably going going through a structural change instead of a down cycle, uh, even though that's the case, I still think the valuation now is just too cheap.
0: And do you think we are at the bottom for the HSI? And also, I want to talk about the HSI property index. Do you think the unwinding there could, uh, you know, could we see further unwinding, especially as you pointed out, uh, you know, the worst probably isn't over for the property sector and the property companies on the mainland?
1: Yeah, I think the, for the property sector, I think yes, you're you're absolutely right. And for the Hansen Index, I don't I don't think we are at the bottom yet. I think even if it's uh, in the middle of a structural change, we're probably in the, uh, a, a few uh, about a thousand points away from bottom. Uh, basically, we can use uh, the bottom, we, the very bottom we've had in uh, 2022 as a benchmark. I think we we're probably going to try that at least once, and then. Uh, Let's just see, just see if there is any turnaround in, in, in consensus sentiment. I don't think that's going to happen that easily because any doubts in consensus actually are based or rooted from uh, the trust issue. And right now we are just seeing, uh, we, we are not really sure if the Chinese economy could uh, get away from the uh, situation that it is in right now. And uh, we, I think, I think it is cheap. I think uh, it is uh, worth... Uh, some level of, uh, of a bet, but uh, I don't think it's time to go all in. And I, don't, I don't think the only indicator that, uh, that should guide us to start long China is probably when the, uh, uh, the offshore yuan uh, hit below seven. And uh, we haven't seen that happening in about a uh, year and a half.
0: Right. And the shaky confidence is also reflected in fresh money that's being raised from the Hong Kong markets. Uh, Mel, 2023 was uh, one of the best IPO raising levels that we saw in Hong Kong. Just about $5.9 billion was raised in the whole year, uh, eighth in global rankings. Do you think that a list, you know, a variety of listings that are probably on the annual from China as well as Middle Eastern companies, that could be enough to revive the sentiment?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I think there's uh, a, a few things that have, have led to that. I think more companies, whether they're China-based or, or not, would have liked to have listed in Hong Kong. But th- there's been some, some drawn-out regulatory processes uh, or approval processes. And so, so they've had to, you know, kick, kick those plans further down the road. Um, and then you have the, you know, we mentioned it earlier, the, the, uh, whether it's geopolitical sentiments around, around China, around China, Hong Kong, what it means to be there. I'm, I'm sure that, uh, there uh, still a healthy pipeline of companies that, that would like to live right. in Hong Kong. It's, uh, it's still one of the, the gateways for, for, for capital in the region. But there's, uh, you know, it's, no, no. Uh, be shy about it. Right. There, are, there, are, there is competition in the region, right? So.
0: Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us this morning. And well, it's 8.30
3: now and time for news with Haley Ye Buckingham Palace has announced that King Charles is being treated for cancer. A spokesperson has not revealed what type of cancer the king has, but said it was not prostate last week the king was discharged from hospital following surgery for an enlarged prostate a condition the palace had described as benign dicky arbiter was the media manager to charles when he was prince of wales
2: He is pragmatic about these things. Uh, That's something that runs through the family. It is something that's been diagnosed. He is going to have to deal with it uh, in the way that the medics suggest that they're dealing with it. But he will be able to carry on his constitutional role, and that is dealing with state papers and affairs of state, as well as having an audience with his prime minister once a week.
3: The Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, wished King Charles a fast and full recovery, while President Biden said navigating a cancer diagnosis and treatment took hope and absolute courage. These people in London wish the king well.
4: I think it's very sad, you know, it's coming a year after the coronation, and so I think my thoughts are with him, with the family, and that he gets well soon.
1: It feels like something a, a family would want to go through in private anyway, but having... Being a person in the public eye for so long, I'm sure he is aware of how much that will connect him to other people, other families who go through that. I'm sure he'll fight it like anyone else would, but it's uh, a horrible shock.
3: Torrential rain is continuing to cause major disruption across California. The U.S. state has been hit by a powerful storm for the second time in a matter of days. Forecasters have warned that half a year's worth of rain could fall in Los Angeles and its surrounding area on Monday alone. One resident, Puya Saleha, said he was surprised by the extreme weather.
2: It's been crazy, especially maybe the last 12 hours or so, you know, and uh, yesterday I was okay in the morning, I know it was going to rain, but uh, I was out driving, I do Uber Eats actually, and it started raining a lot, everywhere was flooded, so I just cut it off and came home, went to sleep, got up this morning, my girlfriend was going to work and she was blocked off, she couldn't go to work.
3: The storm is known to have killed one person so far, a man in Sacramento Valley who was hit by a falling tree. Police in southeastern Bangladesh say at least two people were killed when mortar shells fired during clashes in neighboring Myanmar fell across the border. Fighting between Myanmar troops and rebels opposed to the military government has intensified in the area. Barbara Woodward is Britain's ambassador to the United Nations.
2: We remain deeply concerned about the situation in Rakhine State, which has further deteriorated following the breakdown of the ceasefire within the state. Rohingya, who have faced systematic discrimination for decades, continue to be disproportionately affected by the conflict. We're increasingly concerned by the restrictions on freedom of movement, as well as the denial of access of medicine and medical care.
3: A lawmaker says Tatler Asia's withdrawal of their application for a $16 million grant from the government is reasonable. But the organization could do more for angry fans by offering a partial refund. Johnny M, who's a member of the LegCo panel on home affairs, culture and sports, made the comment after Argentina football star Lionel Messi sat on the sidelines of Sunday's exhibition match between Inter Miami and Hong Kong. M said that this one-off situation gave the government more experience in handling these matters, it will not affect the territory from hosting future mega events.
2: I think how to make sure that the terms and reference which is can be realized finally, which is in different events like the superstar where they will show up and also the event whether they can attract those so many people they crammed beforehand. I think the government needs to have more and more concise legal terms with the all the organizers in the in future.
3: The Consumer Council has told fans left disappointed by Messi's no-show to hang on to their ticket stubs. The watchdog says it received 56 complaints so far involving $320,000. Elvis Yu reports.
1: The council noted in a statement that the event did not guarantee certain players would participate, but it added that the organizer did not clearly state when selling tickets that some players may miss out due to injury. What's more... He said the promotion of the event focused on photos of individual players, and therefore consumers could reasonably expect that they would play. The council said local and visiting fans were left disappointed. He asked the organizer to explain and set out arrangements to appease supporters. The watchdog said refunds may not be ideal for fans who simply wanted to see the king of football, but it urged everyone to hang on to receipts or take a while the situation develops.
3: And that's the news from RTHK. An international station for an international city. This is Radio 3.
0: Let's take a quick look at the markets before we get to the headlines. Uh, Australian markets are down about 61 points right now ahead of the Reserve Bank of Australia's interest rate decision. ASX 200 at 7,565. The Japanese markets have also opened up with a downtick. And the Nikkei 225 right now at 36,200 levels, down about 138 points. And similar sort of cuts coming in on the KOSPI as well. So 2,580 levels that are being seen on the South Korean benchmark index. And uh, in a few minutes, Karen will be joined by Stephanie Leung, the CIO of Stashaway, to discuss the outlook for markets in 2024 and how investors should be planning ahead as a result. And then we'll be getting a view from Japan with Nick. Smith, Japan strategist at CLSA. But a quick reminder of today's headlines. First up, China puts into effect some trading restrictions for domestic and offshore investors, according to Bloomberg. Samsung's billionaire chief executive has been cha- cleared of charges in a 2015 lawsuit. Smartphone giants Huawei slows down production of phones as demand for AI chips source, according to Reuters. India's fintech payment giant Paytm shares crack 10% after India's central bank cracks the whip. And mainland authorities expect cross-border travel to go back to pre-pandemic levels over the Lunar New Year holidays. Now, accounting firm Deloitte has called for tax reductions in the upcoming budget to be delivered by the financial secretary later this month. Doris Chick, tax partner at Deloitte China, has recommended concessions for homebuyers and those with child care needs. She also highlighted the need for the government to further develop the economy so as to increase revenues to fight a budget deficit. She spoke to Chloe
4: Feng. We also propose to increase the maximum deduction for the home loan interest for individuals for salary tax purpose um, because we can see that the interest rate is Going up, and then there's uh, quite burden to uh, our citizens. So our proposal to, is to increase the ceiling up to 120,000 Hong Kong dollars per year, while the number of years of, of deduction remains at 20 years. So that represents a approximate 20% increase on the deduction ceiling. And actually, uh, we are uh, also uh, propose to uh, increase the maximum deduction for domestic rent to uh, the same amount, that is uh, $120,000 per year. So this is in line with what we proposed for the home loan interest deduction. And also we uh, propose some measures for encourage of people on the child care, um, and that's the deduction for the expenses on child care subject to a ceiling of um one hundred thousand per year.
3: Right. Uh, you actually mentioned a lot of the tax rebates and concessions, but now we are also having the surging deficit,
4: right? So I mean is there enough room for authorities to offer such concessions? <sighs> Yes, that is a good question. Um, indeed, uh, while we, we need to take care of our economy, the fiscal health, uh, we still need to, uh, take care of, um, our Hong Kong people in terms of their, soothing their, uh, financial burden. So I think, um, the, those tax rebate, uh, can offer help, uh, to them, but not in the level that huge amounts that when, when we were in the old days. But more importantly, is how we can boost our economy. Attracting investors to do business in Hong Kong can drive our overall economy. And if our economy is good, then uh, the Hong Kong government's tax revenue will naturally increase. We still have room to over uh, some tax debate this year. We can um, reduce of tax or enhance our tax regime to attract more investors to Hong Kong. Actually, we we now have already have a tax construction regime and we suggest to uh, further enhance it and to to enhance the fund exemption regime and also the single family office tax construction to make it more friendly and more favorable